Hey, Home Ground listeners, this is Susie of Susie Q Bookkeeping, speaking to business owners and creatives who could use some help with bookkeeping and taxes. My company, Susie Q Bookkeeping, is a small, queer woman-owned, independent bookkeeping firm. I love helping new business owners get started with strong accounting practices. It is deeply rewarding to support people who have decided to risk it all and go out on their own. Having Suzy Q Bookkeeping on your team means being in control of your accounting like the boss you are. We are trusted advisors who help our clients grow. Go to suzyqb.com, that's S-U-S-I-E-Q-B.com to learn more about us. Same ground, different sound. You're on Homoground, an incubator for queer creators. Over the past 10 years, Homoground has served as a platform for queer musicians and creators all over the world. On this episode, you'll hear a conversation between Philly-based musician Trumpet Wom and Homoground producer Maya McDonald. Enjoy. Alright, let's go. Love don't let me. 
Welcome to the Homo Ground Podcast, and thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Uh, well, how are you? I'm honestly pretty good. Like, it's pretty wild to me because before this, I was actually having a very horrible time in my life, and I was not doing well. But honestly, I happen to have a job that I can work remotely. Um, like, I work in technology, and yeah, so I, I have that, and then I have my little recording studio in my room, and I kind of do that. And yeah, like all things said, like comparatively, I think I'm very blessed, and it's not to say it's been easy, and that they're having been challenges with the isolation and like just trying to keep like my head positive and like exercise every once in a while but overall I feel very blessed and I have no complaints personally. My most important thing I want to say is a lot of the motivation of what I'm trying to say with my music lately is find yourself and be that person. I truly believe a lot of the pain we see in this world besides like the capitalistic monsters and all that stuff and all the rich people just trying to like hold us down for their own benefit. I I think we're all kind of like like afraid to look at ourselves and we're so like overwhelmed with these ideas of like who we're supposed to be and what we're supposed to be doing with the existence. And if we're not doing A, B and C, we're doing it wrong. And if we don't have A, B and C, we, we messed up. And like, I, I really just want to communicate through my music that that's literally not the point And nobody can tell you what your purpose is on this planet. And please, please actually sit down and listen to yourself of, of what's wrong and what's right in your life and what you want. We all have like ancestral pain that is passed down to us. Figure out what it is and take responsibility so we can stop these cycles, stop passing down, whether it be my granddaddy was into genociding black people or whether it be because my granddaddy was the one uh, who experienced all this oppression from other people. All that pain that gets passed down, like we have to deal with it and we have to face it head on and we have to take ownership of it and... We have to really be ourselves. And one thing I see is like with Me Too and transgender and, and all these different things coming out, people people kind of view it as like, oh, now I have to learn all this new stuff about people. And I think we make words up to explain who we are and we need to get out of this place of using words to judge who each other is, if that makes sense. And so I really just want us to be in a place where we listen to ourselves and we truly listen to another person and who they are. And instead of just assuming we know what's best for everybody, we just listen to what they want and just, okay, that's what you need. Fine. This is what I need. And that we just, I feel like we'll have more peace and happiness and harmony. And the more I learn, the more I realize if we have time to talk about what other people are doing, we're probably selling ourselves short and not working on ourselves enough. It's 
scares me, excites me, makes it alright to breathe. This place I cannot leave. This really happening. I feel the God within. Since I connected with you, I'm This episode of Homo Ground was made possible by our Patreon supporters like Isaac. Isaac is a co-owner of Cooperatus. They're a freelance tech worker collective organized under democratic principles. They aim to help build a better economy for underserved communities, work with organizations that benefit local communities, and create a work environment honoring individuality, autonomy, and dignity. If you need some internet work done, hit them up at cooperatus.net. And they just joined Instagram, so give them a follow and keep your eyes peeled at cooperatus.team. Your financial support aids the production and growth of this podcast. Visit patreon.com slash homoground to make a contribution and join our community of queer musicians, artists, creators, and activists today. This is your boy, Carl X, coming at you hot with another fire lo-fi track. 
Even though the music has always flowed so naturally to me, for years I've struggled with staying motivated and frankly, self-management has been really difficult for me to learn. I always hear from successful content creators that the most important element of our work is to stay consistent. And geez, that's like my biggest struggle. I spent loads of energy reading self-help books and trying to learn self-management techniques. And even though I knew I just had to sit down and do it, it was so freaking hard. I found myself agonizing over my inability to focus and it would make me procrastinate over and over again. Quarantine has been really difficult to adjust to for those with short attention spans, yo. Luckily, I found Focus Time. Focus Time is a co-working space hosted by queers and for queers. I don't know if it's because it's gay or because it actually made me productive, but I cannot get enough of these sessions. From my first session, I knew that something had clicked in my work routine. Day one of Focus Time, I wrote and dropped this beat. Day two of Focus Time, I started editing my first YouTube vlog. And by my third session, I was immediately focused and ready to work the moment I sat down at my desk. I'm overwhelmed by the success I've seen from just one week of using this platform. So the moderators are going to have to get used to my gay ass. There are two hour sessions every weekday. The two hours are broken down into one hour sprints and a 15 minute break time. It's so uplifting. I've met ambitious queers from all over the United States in this break room. If you want to join the next session, you can navigate to homoground.com slash focus time. There, you'll be able to donate and sign up for your first session. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the rest of your Homo Ground episode. have a podcast? If so, join Homoground and fellow podcasters on Sunday, April 25th for our Queer Podcasters Meetup. It's a great place to come and get some support and possibly some collaborations and cross-promotion with other podcasters. And if you don't have a podcast, it's a great way for you to discover new and new-to-you podcasts that you haven't heard of yet. And mark your calendars for May 30th for our Homotime event, We'll be co-hosting the event with Ratskin Records and their artists who are working to create space for diverse voices and experimental music. Head over to homoground.com slash homotime to RSVP to either of those events. I have a, actually, I'm, I'm starting, like I've been starting to get a, a band together and a drummer that we're looking at to hopefully she'll be able to join. She's just doing a boot camp. She just finished one up, like a tech boot camp, so she can, like, kick her foot in the door of technology. Thinking that I should have gone into tech. Uh, you still can. Like, <laughs> I have a degree in trumpet performance. I yeah, I have a degree it. in trumpet performance, yeah. <laughs> it's too late. All right, um, I'm going to be 40 in three years, so if I can get my shit together by then, I can just be, like, a, a bright young talent on the scene. Or you can have your shit half together. There's so many, like 
companies, with startups, with money to spend. You can talk your way into something. You can do it. Okay. All right. I'm gonna sign. <laughs> you don't have to for... be like perfect. <laughs> I'm gonna sign up for boot camp. I'm. I actually do really love to like learn stuff. Um, at home on my own. So that maybe is mm-hmm. like right up my alley. Um, are you doing any like uh skill building of that kind during the isolation? Like I, I started like writing like a novel or a book. I don't really know what you're supposed to call it. Um, and I've been doing more of that and like I had an editor look at it so I could like try and be at least halfway decent. And I'm, I've also like I'm, I'm trying to do like my own technology projects because just personally I really want to um, expand like the vision of or who's in the technology space. And I, the technology is the future. So I really am trying to be better at coding and like I've really been getting into like virtual reality and like I really want to get into like virtual concerts and like maybe even making an app at some point and not to say that I'm super awesome and I'm doing this every night but these are the kinds of things I'm thinking of and like in my free time every once in a while I'm kind of like poking at. Oh I can relate to that I've been thinking a lot about VR too and about like the way that concerts and shows and experiences could be Um, I think it's so fun to think about. Yeah, I really, I really think it's the wave of the future, and when it gets a little more financially access- accessible and like more in like the public discourse, I really think it's going to be like the next cell phone, or especially now with people like everybody's in the house and just especially live, like you just said, live music. Like I've been to some uh, uh, live DJ shows that are like absolutely amazing, and it's like they can like do visuals and like there's like these holograms and like you're making virtual hot tubs with people, and it's like you can't do this at a live show and like stuff where it's like. If some dude's bothering you, all you have to do is block him and mute him, and then he goes away, and it's like magic. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of good. So I definitely think it's the future. Uh, virtual format, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I like had already like been kind of recalibrating and stepping back from playing my own shows for the last like two years, so this was not that hard of an adjustment for me. But had you been playing out a lot the last couple of years? I had done like before because I'm in Philly now. Before I left New York, I was doing a lot of busking. That was like pretty much like my primary source of income for a bit like now i really want to focus on getting a band together like i've done like some virtual shows but i really want to focus on getting a tight band and so i can do some band shows so as of late i haven't really been playing that much but i've been just meeting a lot of cool people out here in philly and making connections for people that are like hey you should play a show sometime so i'm hoping to maybe when there's less pandemic (laughs) i'm hoping to do more uh, live shows as i'm sure all musicians are telling you (laughs) Um, you did that Twitch show uh, in December. How did it go? Oh, it, it was fun and it was interesting because virtual shows, I'm trying to figure out how to do new stuff. It's like a new vibe. And I got all excited. And I bought like lights and like a fog machine. And like I was really pumped for the fog machine. And like I had just played this song and I was ready to set the mood for the next song. And I turn it on and immediately the smoke alarm goes off and, and I'm just like apologizing, like waving and trying to get it to stop making noise. And like the vibe was totally ruined. And yeah, the fog machine didn't work. But overall, I feel like people liked it and people said they're happy and it brought joy to their lives. So that was good. <laughs> I wanted to ask you um, about your relationship to your listeners and your audience and stuff, because I have followed you on social media for many years and I know that you stepped back a while ago oh, really? Um, in order to <laughs> cool. connect with people in a different way and I'm curious what your interactions are like with people on like Patreon or wherever you've ended up. Yeah, I, I do the Patreon and I do the email list and I I, I wrote an app uh, that hasn't really caught on yet and I, I want to do more updates to it um, where I'm hoping to do more communication that way but yeah, I do the Patreon and Every once in a while, like, fans will comment. 
Also, people respond to my emails, live shows. I chatted with a lot of people. Like when I did this winter show, a lot of people were just emailing me. We were talking about it uh, before and after. Um, so yeah, I guess probably email is probably the most communication. And then I have some like Patreon people that really like to um, hit the heart button and comment every once in a while and respond to messages, which is nice. <laughs> that seems uh, fulfilling and maybe like a healthier space. Yeah, I I enjoy it more. And I don't know about you, but to me, like, it just feels at a certain point, like we're just like groveling and screaming into the void and doing a lot of work for uh, just because it's like the standard thing to do. And I'm not to say I wouldn't have healthy and satiating uh, conversations on um, social media, but I I felt like the the balance was a little, little off in terms of like the wins and losses. And yeah, the people that want to talk to you, they They'll find different ways to talk to you is what I what I find. So I like it. (laughs) I think that like I haven't had enough of like I'm not strong enough to do the email list because when people unsubscribe, it takes me like weeks to recover. Oh, I totally like turned the feature off. Like I'm with you. Like I I, that was another new thing. in like the new like uh, trumpet woman 2.0. Like I, I don't really need to know those numbers. Like if I ever get to a point where I can hire a person to look at those numbers. Great. But like for now, like. If bad. you read it, great. If you don't, don't. Like I just, like we're we're artists. We're too emotional and sensitive. I can't do all that. <laughs> um, what is your um? What's your little studio setup at home like? Oh, it's like a little. I like in my closet. I made a little vocal booth where it's just whatever that foam stuff is called for like sound dampening. Um, I use Ableton Live, and I have like a little M track um, that I plug into just for the vocals and plug my keyboard up into the uh computer like randomly in new york i had an upstairs neighbor she gave me this mpc module it was like brand new and she's like oh i I won this or something and i haven't been using it and i was like okay great wow (laughs) so i have that too (laughs) yeah it was magical that's (laughs) that's like the magic part of new york that happens too um cool yeah so i kind of have that but yeah i guess it's kind of time for me to upgrade some of my speakers and stuff but it, it does for now i recorded my last album in this in this room and I think it per- turned out pretty, uh, pretty good. You recorded Evolution decent. there. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cool. Um, that except, record sounds. Yeah, great. except for like the drums. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I worked with a great mixing engineer and mastering engineer, um, which definitely helps all that stuff out. Yeah, I was curious about the, polishes the up personnel from any side of it. Um, I wanted to talk to you about making that record. So let's talk about making that record. Did you? I know you've like played and done like every single bit on prior records, but what was like the breakdown on Evolution in terms of the personnel? Pretty much, I kind of recorded all the vocals and like piano parts and like random like electronic parts myself. And then for some songs, I was like, I, I really just need a, a real basis on this. And so I had the basis I've been playing out with in Philly with Andy. I had him do just come to my house and just plug in to my M track and play. I think he did about four or five songs. I can't remember. Um, and then I had my my friend Ashley, uh, who I know back from college days and. She actually recorded me with me on Just Listen and uh, has toured with me a little bit. Yeah, so she came up and we went to Milk Boy Studios out here uh, to record the drums. And that was a really cool studio. And yeah, so that came out sounding nice. And for the mixing engineer, just an old buddy I know from just going around the recording academy and meet, meeting people, um, Scott Jacoby. Um, and he's like amazing, like Grammy winner, like well beyond <laughs> my level, like in terms of like people he's working with. I'm just like, 
honored to be able to work with him. And like, he has a great ear on that stuff and he hooked that up. And for mastering, I just went to Fiverr and found like a really awesome mastering engineer. Oh, awesome. And, and I, the music video, uh, Protons and Electrons, I, I got that made from a gentleman. Uh, I think it was a gentleman uh, on Fiverr. Uh, and yeah, it's lots of great ways to find creative people, which is awesome. Oh, wait, I also forgot Chris Takei, uh, sorry, Takita on the guitar. He does the, sh- he shreds on Protons and Electrons. He was sick, too. I, I know him through my friend Ashley. Sorry about that. almost forgot him. <laughs> There's some major shredding on that song. Yeah, he, he's sick. And he's got, he's like that, you know, like that nerdy, like looking, like you don't think anything's going to happen. And then all of a sudden it's like, wow, like, you know, you know that look. Like, he's, he's great. <laughs> The Protons and Electrons video, though, um, was so cool because I love video games and old school kind of video games and like that kind of bit stuff. But um, Mm -hmm. are you a gamer at all? Or like what was the motivation for hiring that person to make that video? Yeah, I am a gamer. It's going to take me a second to remember why I specifically wanted to do that theme for that. But yeah, I've definitely been getting more into... um, like I said, I, I, I work in technology and I kind of stumbled into that field, but, and I, I'm just a generally a nerd for how things work. And so like coding video games, like I have an Xbox, I like to play all those kinds of games. And I guess probably the motivation for that music video started where I'm, I'm really trying to expand my vision. Uh, one, one thing I've realized is like, I just have a lot of creative energy and music is one way to express it. And I really want to learn how to kind of try to merge technology into this like my creative energy with technology and music together and i think that's kind of where the inspiration for that came from yeah and yeah old school 8-bit video games are tight (laughs) um yeah i've always really liked um music because it felt like an umbrella that you could use to make a lot of other stuff under like music videos or games or like think about your performance yeah exactly and stuff yeah i'm definitely in a phase of my life where i'm trying to learn how to do things but with peace and not like a, a like insane like it has to happen by now like i i think we're kind of beat over the brain with capitalism we're like i must produce something now and like monthly and like it's like no just let it flow when it flows and like the ideas will come <laughs> and you you will work on them Who we beast to wanna come and 
Homo Ground listeners, I'm Anna, co-creator of PB and Q's Professionals, Business, and Queers, an online community for queer women, trans, and gender non-conforming entrepreneurs and business professionals. In addition to our Slack group, we host a monthly discussion series called Thinking Out Loud. On the first Wednesday of every month, we dive deep into a topic, creating a space where we can share our stories and learn from each other. On May 7th, 2021, We're exploring the feeling of not being queer enough. Don't have a haircut, got married and had kids, don't know the latest label or trending phrase, can't name a celebrity to save your life, or have to, day in and day out, confront the continued erasure of bisexuality from queer and mainstream culture. So join us, a group of LGBTQ plus women, trans, and gender nonconforming folk, to hear stories, get ideas, and remind yourself you're not alone. Go to pbnq slash join to learn more. That's pbandqs dot ck dot page slash join. Hey there, my name's Ray Geringer, and this is Country Queers. When I started this project in 2013, I had no formal training or experience with oral history or audio recording. But what I did have was a deep frustration that it was so hard to find our histories, and I felt a sense of urgency to meet and learn from other country queers. Since then, I've had the true honor of interviewing 65 country queers in 15 states, across intersecting layers of identity, including race and class, age and gender identity, religion and occupation. Country is complicated and it's partly based upon my own internalization. When I think country, I think East Tennessee and it took me 23 years to be fine with East Tennessee. 
I have often felt more of an outsider because of my dialect than because of my orientation. I was 17 at the time, and um, she said, you have 60 seconds to get out of the house, and if you don't, I'm going to hit you with this baseball bat. So I left, and I have never felt freer than I did that very moment that I walked out of that house and felt completely free and honest with myself. My mom initially said that she never wanted to see me in a dress probably eight months ago. They like went to the store and she brought me a dress and it was such a big deal. It doesn't belong to the rednecks, whoever the fuck they are. It doesn't belong to whiteness. Maybe that's why I'm out here because I don't have to desegregate it. Subscribe to the Country Queers podcast today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. I know that there's a song on the end of Evolution and uh, the Trumpet Womb record from uh, like two years ago that both have a meditation piece near the end. What role does meditation play in your life? Oh, it's definitely been a helper in like finding peace. Like I, I think creative minds, or at least me specifically, I, I know I definitely have a hard time turning my brain off and learning meditation has really just, it's it's a slow process to get into it when you have an active brain, but it's definitely worth it. And like being able to get to a place where I'm just letting thoughts flow and it's, it really creates perspective and it does all the magical stuff the the blogs say, like, well, it like relaxes me and all of that. And yeah, it's definitely something I want to incorporate in my life and also just to encourage others to do because I feel like a lot of people write themselves off as I can't do it or whatever and they don't really appreciate what it could do if they stuck with it a little longer. So yeah, that's why I also wanted to add it on my album and because everything I do is like just me just wanting to find different ways to play trumpet anyway. So being able to make a meditation song with trumpet sounds cool to me. <laughs> Let's talk about trumpet and your relationship to that instrument. And you said you want to find ways to put trumpet on everything or play trumpet like all the time. Um, what's your history with that instrument? So, yeah, I started playing, I guess I was in fifth grade and I was 10 years old. And yeah, we had like the option to like choose band class and like I chose it and they showed us the instruments and I ended up choosing trumpet and I always loved it. And I was always obsessed with it. Uh, to the point where, like, my parents would have to tell me to, like, stop practicing. Like, I would try to, like, practice before school and they'd be like, it's way too early to be playing trumpet right now. Stop. <laughs> and stuff like that. Uh, and, yeah, so I was very obsessed. Like, I did after school programs and summer programs. And I nerded out and I got to, I ended up getting into uh, the National Symphony Orchestra. I had, like, a youth fellowship program. And so I really heavily classically trained at first. Um and then I went to college for trumpet performance. And yeah, like I, I realized that I I love playing trumpet because it helps me speak um, words I can't speak, uh, so to speak. <laughs> I, I wanted to do more than just playing the back of some orchestra or playing some band where I'm just going like, doot, 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 like all the time. Uh, like I just want to do my own thing. Um, and so, yeah, that's how I kind of evolved into this trumpet girl and trumpet woman thing just so I could express my trumpetness in the way I wanted to and not how other people wanted me to. I'm curious about your approach to recording the trumpet actually in your space because like I don't have a ton of experience with recording horns but every time I try it's always like a little bit of a challenge. So what's your approach to recording trumpet? Yeah you like scream and cry and <laughs> there's some of that sometimes but <laughs> 
But yeah, I have, a, a, if I remember correctly, I have a cardioid uh, microphone, or no, I have a ribbon microphone, sorry, that I do for the trumpet recording. I think it says MXL R150 ribbon. All right. Noted. Yeah. It was, it was a while ago since I bought it. I, I probably should upgrade at some point. But yeah, for now, it seems to do a great job. And I think what helps is just setting it off to like a mixing engineer that knows what they're doing. Like I can do I can do it on my own uh, with like the EQing and stuff. But definitely, I think it helps to have like a professional ear on that because the, I think the hard, hard part with the horns is there's all of that like sibilance sound and... Right all that to kind of like that gets in the way from like balancing it with other instruments and getting it to pop out right but not blast out everything is can be a challenge actually i have a question about playing trumpet and about playing like brass instruments in general every time i try i like cannot deal with my cheek muscles properly what is the secret Mm -hmm. to not like blowing out your face (laughs) is it is it all in like your breath and your mouth position or something like that yeah, if I if I was teaching you, I would have you um, first focus on your breath the most, and I would have you do like a with your lips because that's really about the vibrations, and then I would just have you focus on your uh, the corners of your lips. So you just like pucker that, like you ate something sour, or like you're a librarian t- telling somebody to go shh, and really focus on that. That's usually gets sound out of some sort, and you can work from there. But yeah, when you're learning trumpet, you should expect lots of pain in your cheeks and in your brain, and <laughs> it's it's not the I'm like worried I'm gonna it's shoot not my the most fun instrument to learn. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much what it, it feels like that for a year. It's <laughs> it's because it's like the most I think I've I think I've heard it's like the most pressure you get back from an instrument. So it is that's why it's so hard to pick up at first. Definitely focus this on the like you know when you do that little sound you with babies like focus on this that vibration and lots of air and keeping your corners puckered and you'll probably get some uh, 95% sure you'll get a sound out if you <laughs> focus on All those right. three things. I'll let you know. Um, yeah. Do you have any um, like horn heroes? Yeah, I really like, I think Miles Davis is to be admired just for his versatility and he always was interested in pushing his boundaries as an artist and like keeping up with the times and I, I, I just respect that as a musician and obviously, he's just a great trumpet player. I, I'll have to say, because I, I grew up, it's a trumpet player. You've probably never heard of it. Chris Gecker was probably like the first trumpet player, like, like I sound I fell in love with. Like, there's this Erica Wazen sonata, and it's like this beautiful piano and trumpet sonata. And like, a lot of the influence for my tone probably comes from him, just because I would listen to it so much growing up. And recently, I've been getting into like, there's like so much cool new stuff. Like, there's this guy called Ibrahim Malouf. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. And he, like, his father invented this trumpet with quarter tones. So he can do, like, crazy, like, raga scales and kind of stuff on his horn. And, like, he really incorporates, like, modern, like, uh, rock bands, like, modern, like, music and, like, this, like, a super amazing sound. And I feel like I just discovered some other great trumpet player that I'm forgetting now. But, um, yeah, there's some really cool ones. Um, well, I'm going to look up Ibrahim I think I was, Yeah. Yeah, I was. Oh, oh, yeah, he's great. He's definitely in terms of like modern trumpet players, and you're like, oh wow, this is like, yeah, it's just like new and fresh. Like he's great. You'll love him. I feel like connected to you in like being interested in like VR and songs and thinking about things you can put in songs that aren't maybe like part of traditional song form and stuff. But yeah, I'm curious about your your being drawn to moments like that and what kind of fun you might have while you're making stuff in Ableton. 
Uh, I have an active imagination and I kind of sometimes I'll do like some really silly ideas. and I'm like, oh, everybody's going to think this is stupid. <laughs> and I just do it because I'm like, whatever, just for fun. And people like it. Like, I remember like my, I think my first music video I made was for Up. And like I did some weird stuff in that that people really liked. <laughs> so, yeah, I just kind of like letting my freak flag fr- fly, I guess. And I don't know where it comes from sometimes. But I, I watch I guess I watch a lot of and read a lot of fantasy kind of stuff. Um yeah, so I guess my brain was kind of in that place. <laughs> All right. Well, what's the inspiration for the um, record cover art for Evolution? That feels sort of like a fantastical kind of like comic style thing. Yeah, I kind of in um, there's also a comic insert that I haven't gotten printed yet. But there's I also had another artist like do like a little um, three panel comic. And it's so like that's one of the scenes from it. Like, I, I guess I kind of had this idea where I was kind of like, I guess I was like blasting darkness with my trumpet, like the shadow on the album. It's like kind of like where I'm, I guess a little superhero-y. I don't know if superhero, but like kind of like that vibe where, yeah, I guess, yeah, kind of superhero. And like, yeah, I'm, the trumpet is my weapon and I'm like blasting off uh, fears and like doubt and all of that kind of like depression and all that kind of stuff with it. And yeah, I guess I kind of just thought it would be cool to have like a nice comic book theme um, and just do something a little different, a little bold. And so, is that your cloak? Oh yeah, that's like an actual cloak. And if you watch the music video for the shadow, that's like it has me in people version. And then you can like see the actual cloak. And the the woman I worked with that the whatever like special effects editing she did, she like made it look like it was like shining and like magical. So yeah, it's pretty cool. And I, I feel like cloaks should catch on. Like they're pretty fun. <laughs> I don't know why more people don't wear cloaks. Like, I recently uh, got a cloak at, at RenFest, and so maybe, like, or not recently, this is probably, like, a, a year or two ago. Maybe, like, my brain was kind of in that region with, like, the dragon fighting and stuff like that. I did watch the Shadow video. Um, it's so cool. Um, where did you film that one? Uh, this was, like, by my house in Philly in Fairmont Park, and, yeah, it was just, I live by a huge, humongous park with lots of beautiful trees, and, yeah, the woman... Um, I'm really bad. I'm forgetting her name. Oh, Sea Monstrosity. That's uh, like the name of her um, company. Yeah. And she brought this like cool little drone camera in addition to like her regular shooty cameras. And she really made everything pop and like had great ideas of like where to go or like mixing up my ideas of scenes I wanted and like where like where to stand and do certain things. And you know how... Uh, videographers do like they'll be rolling on the ground and stuff to get the perfect shot so yeah i think she really (laughs) captured the the park (laughs) very well um how comfortable like on screen are you in general yeah i guess i'm kind of comfortable i I still feel a little weird uh yeah i definitely yeah i guess i'm like comfortable kind of but then like if somebody's like all right, you need to be expressing this emotion right now. That's usually when I'm like, okay. <laughs> then I start getting like stiff and like weird and like I don't know how to like make emotions or something. I don't <laughs> yeah, I like can't even take a press picture. So um, I don't know how people do it. Well, thank you for allowing us the opportunity to have you on the podcast. And I'm looking forward to your podcast that you're putting together for Home Ground. Oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that too. Yeah, and thank you for having me on here and for asking great questions uh, thought-provoking questions it's always nice yeah it's been a pleasure
remember when we met, was so excited. Everybody talked you up like you were the greatest thing since the sliced apples. I had my fill of all the pills I swallowed just to hang with you and get my fill. This breakup song is the last you'll ever hear from me. Thank you for all the lessons and the good times. Never recognizing my shine You're grimy and you smell like me Stick up your butt, it's never clean So thank you and fuck you, yeah, fuck you Give you all I had in the world Wasn't good enough for you But can't get all mad Sometimes you really can feel through What can I say? I never really liked you Just thought that I was supposed to Stay until I hated you Myself. Sometimes people ask if I miss you. I laugh so hard. No good riddance. That's for dying your ideas. Thank you for all the lessons and the good times. But you for never recognizing my shine. You're grinding and you smell like you stick up your butt. It's never been so. Thank you and fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. And I know how you do, yeah, you'll be coming through when somebody else is on me, yeah, you just live off your legacy, then hold back this clap, but I had to put it in a track, when I think of all you done for me, after all I gave, just wanna sing. Thank you for all the lessons and the good times, but you for never recognizing my shine, you're grimy and you smell like you stick up your butt, it's never clean, so thank you and fuck you, yeah, fuck you. You just heard the words and songs of Philadelphia-based musician Trumpet Wom, who combines trumpet keys and singing into original and badass music. In conversation with Homoground producer Maya McDonald, who also performs under the name Kid in the Attic. If you enjoyed the music and conversation, consider joining Trumpet Womb's Patreon at patreon.com slash trumpetwomb or get email updates at trumpetwomb.com. For easy access to links mentioned on this episode, visit our episode notes at homoground.com slash episode 268 and you can find links to everything that we've mentioned on the show today. And if this is your first time listening to Homo Ground, welcome. We hope you enjoyed it. We have over 260 episodes for you to listen to. So get your binge on and be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, all the social media. We're at Homo Ground. And if you would like to join our email list, we have it at homoground.com. And you can also find links to join our community on Slack and Discord. 
Thanks again for listening. I'm Casper, the creator of Homoground, signing off until next time. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.